0: Hey, everybody, I'm Tom Corbett. And I'm
1: Justin St. Louis.
0: And this is Uncommon Deeds. Welcome back, everybody. It's another I almost episode. I forgot what I was
1: supposed to say there.
0: Yeah. Well, we banked our uh, last three weeks of opens all at one time, so we've had a little bit of a gap more than we usually do between uh, doing opens, so it's understandable. But we are back, and this is another episode, and first things first, and we shared it this past week on Facebook. Man, thank you guys so much for the support so far, and we don't want to continue to just blow smoke and every single week talking about this. But when we hit huge milestones, we want to acknowledge it, especially this early on in the process when we are, let's just say four times ahead of where our goal was to be at this point. Maybe not quite that much, but we are way, we have blown our initial goals out of the water for our first two months. Over a thousand likes on Facebook and over five, Thousand streams of 5,000 screen skull. Maybe say it again. up. All right. 5,000 streams it's, of our first seven episodes.
1: You want to try one more time?
0: No, no, I don't. Okay. All right. And you know what? I might yeah. just leave in this part right here and edit out all the mistakes. So they're going to try what again? He sounded yeah. fantastic,
1: right? <laughs> oh man we're just over the moon we don't know if those are good numbers or not but they sound awesome to us so just thank you to everybody um and thank you to all of our guests who have you know spent the time and kind of bared their souls to us um it's been cool and we're gonna keep going and the success if that's what this is just kind of motivates us to to do more and Tom comes up with the craziest ideas and messages me in the middle of the night with them. And I'm like, it's the best thing to wake up to. Sorry, wife and kid. But yeah, no, it's, I love it. I checked my phone and he's like, Hey, we got to do, I'm not going to spoil it, but just cool stuff coming. Some we of hope. them are for we, more probably yeah.
0: in the future. Right. Not Cause, cause like we don't have years, time to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like after this race season, when Justin's time slows down a little bit. Right. And some racer's time right. <laughs> slows down a little bit because, yeah. you know, some of these people we want to talk to still might be active. You're right. And we do hope to get to some active drivers as we continue. But once again, thank you for all the support. Keep, keep helping us out. Keep sharing, liking, subscribing, all that good stuff. Tell your friends, tell their friends. Always helps. Like the to- thing
1: that I'm liking the most with social media stuff is the comments. Um, People are starting to engage in conversation, um, which, believe it or not, that that will help spread the word more than anything because it shows up. But um, it's all been positive. Yeah, no, exactly. And beyond that, we're we're starting to really engage with some of our listeners. And it's not just people that you and I know personally anymore. Um, That's that's the best part of this is that we're actually seeing it grow and spread beyond sort of our nucleus of racetrack buddies
0: yeah and we will cool. continue to branch out and try to expand and you know i know we hint at it every week but we want to have some t-shirts out in yeah. the near future well
1: and- we've started to look at like we started to talk to people about this too so mm-hmm. it's not just an idea anymore we're we're doing it
0: but you need to pay attention to our facebook to all the social media stuff because we're not doing at least last time we talked and it can always change between now and when we actually do it, we kind of wanted to go with a small bunch yeah, and make them kind of like special the first 50 people or whatever. Boom. You know, go from there and maybe get special t-shirts for, for a guest. If they had a memorable quote, I will, you know what? We always say we're not going to spoil anything. We've, I've mentioned <laughs> Doing a uh, uncommon deeds t shirt where the front says I pride myself on being unpolished. Nick yeah. Sweet.
1: Nick Sweet. You
0: know, little specialty things here and there. And, We've you know, gotta get
1: we gotta get a t shirt for Rick Garin that says I survived Brian Hoare back to back or whatever we're gonna say on it. Something. Something.
0: But then, <laughs> you know, some other little things, stickers.
1: Yeah, stickers. Maybe a lot of people had a lot of people with race cars ask for stickers. So we've really got to get on that.
0: As for today's episode, man, we have not been as excited to do an interview as we were before this interview that you're going to hear today. And going in, we knew that it was going to lend itself to some issues in the lost in translation area. Literally. So we talked to Jean Paul Cabana and it was awesome. It was mind blowing. It was really cool, but we do realize there's going to be some parts that are a little hard to understand. And we had questions that didn't necessarily convey the way we wanted them to. And we knew that was a possibility and we're still very happy with the product that we're giving you today. And he said some really cool things and told some great stories, but it's just not going to be as easy to listen to as maybe some of our others.
1: No, you're right about that. And beyond the language barrier, uh, we had to do this over the phone. Um So some of the, you know, honestly, I'm not, we've talked about the audio quality, you know, enough times on this, but speaking on the phone, you don't always hear things correctly. Um And that's,
0: you know, everybody goes through that, but he's
1: also, John Paul Cabana is also 86 years old and. And um, said
0: himself that he does not get to practice English very much right. anymore.
1: And with COVID and everything, um, you know, the odds of him, Speaking English at all, really, or needing to speak English at all in the last year or so—that's uh, probably the longest conversation he's had in English in years. Um, so, you know, I think he did a great job <laughs> uh, when we when we first made contact with him about doing the interview. He said, "Just do me a favor." He said, "Don't speak too fast." And I said, "You either," <laughs> because we knew what we were up against, um, and he was a great sport about it, and. Um, Like you said, Tommy, he he had some really cool stories. Now, one thing that Tom and I sort of discussed before we hit record here was, you know, what, what do people know about John Paul Cabana? Because our, our listenership is, you know, a little bit younger than, than we, it's younger now than it was when we first started, put it that way. Um, But John Paul Cabana hasn't raced in the States in almost 30 years probably about 30 years now. So, you know, Tom, you said you don't really remember him racing.
0: No, of course and, I was in 86. I, I, I was yeah. born in 86. So, you know, right. Not much of a memory at that point.
1: So you'd be five or six years old the last yeah. time that he ran at Thunder Road or airborne. And I was probably nine, nine, eight, nine, ten 10 years old the last time that he ran at Thunder Road. So it's not like we've seen a lot of them um, ourselves, but this mythical beast of Jean Paul Cabana growing up and now with all these old videos being posted on YouTube, you get to see him more often and I've you know had some family videos that my father took with the old camcorder where, where you could see him you know reading the fifty fifty in French at Thunder Road just to piss the fans off um, and me being the stats guy, of course, you know I go back through and I look at all the wins and all the championships and the milk bowls and all the stuff. And we've all read the stories and the great quote. Some uh, some people like Jean Paul, some people don't like Jean Paul, but everybody knows Jean Paul, which came from, of course, Jean Paul. <laughs> um, just it was a guy that we had to talk to.
0: I feel like he was the Ric Flair of Thunder yeah. Road.
1: Yeah. Now In that's French. that's a, I think that's pretty good right there. You know, he may maybe never went woo, but yeah. uh, he, he had the quotes, he had the talk.
0: zingers, he was oh, embracing yeah. the entertainment aspect.
1: Absolutely. We tried to again with with the translation and stuff. Um, we tried to have Jean Paul talk about some of his career highlights. Um, they didn't really come through that well. I'll tell you that right now but to give you some background put this in perspective born in 1934 the youngest of 13 children so that right there tells you a lot um and to grow up in that you know depression era <laughs> 13 kids and you know it was really no different in Canada than it was here in that time um my auto mechanic and dairy farmer his whole life
0: well uh, but you, well, act, he said we he both wasn't, but, learned that huh? we both learned, and we were both surprised. And I was glad you had kind of brought up the question because I was about to. I'm like, oh, Justin got something wrong this time, not me. Uh, he had said didn't really do farming at all. Well, when I, I think
1: that he was talking about at that stage in his life because um, he definitely was a, a farmer and known and introduced to fans as a farmer. I remember that even as a kid. Um, And in the book, there's a, there's a biography that came out recently in French and in English written by uh, Dave Perrazo And there are pictures of the farm where he worked and talks about working on the farm. So uh, I think that that part again was lost in translation. Um, But uh, 1951, he's strapped in a race car um, when the driver didn't show up, he's 16 years old and he goes out and wins the first time he's ever in a race car. Um, So that's sort of a preview of things to come, I suppose. And then he retires with, they say, 503 career wins. Um, He's in the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame, the the near Auto Racing Hall of Fame, New England. Um, And he has operated a racing school at San Air, sort of driver instruction school for, uh, this is 20 years now um, in 2021. So, and it's still even driving. at 86. Yeah. Even at 86, he's going 130, 150 miles an hour in a two seat stock car around the tri at San air. And, uh,
0: not to spoil anything, we might've gotten an invitation. Yeah.
1: And we're going to take it. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to take it.
0: <laughs> Only thing that's stopping us is the border. Yep. Yep. And you know, parenthood and wives, right? But all that outside of that. Nothing is holding us down.
1: Yep. <laughs> um, Jean-Paul raced in Quebec for a long time as a kid, and then he came down to Airborne uh, in the early 60s. And uh, back in that in that day when the, uh, the big track at Daytona was still brand new, if you were a track champion or won a championship under the NASCAR banner in weekly competition, you got invited, you were guaranteed a starting spot in the Saturday race the day before the Daytona 500 at Daytona in the sportsman race. And in 1962, Jean Paul um was the reigning champion um of uh, he was the Canadian National Champion for NASCAR and he won a couple of track titles up there. Um in 61, so in 62 he went to Daytona where they ran modifieds and sportsman cars together and in his very first start at Daytona Uh, Jean Paul went to victory lane in the sportsman part of the the race. He finished ninth overall, first guy ever to get a top 10 finish in the sportsman car and, uh, and one at Daytona. So that sort of was the motivation. And he went back four more times. Um, the guy was good. He won the first race ever held at Catamount stadium in Milton. He won the last race ever held at Catamount stadium in Milton. Um, a couple of milk bowls in between. And he was 57 years old when he got career win number 500 up at uh, St. Croix up in Quebec. Uh, he dominated the early years of the NASCAR, or the northern NASCAR circuit in the 70s. Um, he was the circuit champion in 71 and 72. And that's when they're racing five nights a week. Um, Thunder Road, Airborne, Catamount, Devil's Bowl, and uh, San Air. So, I mean, the guy did a ton of racing and a ton of winning. And it was just our honor to have him.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, like we said, a little more history time with Justin in this open just because we didn't get as detailed as maybe we do in some of our other interviews. And we wanted to make sure if you hadn't known him, you know why we were so giddy to get to do this interview. Mm-hmm. And it was, like I said, a great time. He gave us you know, an hour of his time when he really didn't have to, and he was fantastic about it, and Justin and I got done the interview, and we're like, holy crap, dude. Yeah. We just talked to Sean Paul Cabana for an hour.
1: It was awesome. It was awesome.
0: But without further ado, it is time for Justin to introduce today's guest.
1: One of the all-time greats in stock car racing and noted by Ken Squire as Canada's greatest short-track driver, uh, a man who won more than 500 races in his career, spanning more than 50 years, and he's still active behind the wheel well into his mid-80s. Uh, an absolute legend and a pleasure to have join us on Uncommon Deeds. Jean-Paul Cabana, welcome to the show, sir.
2: Very Yeah, You know, the United States for that's very important. The reason, you know, I read before in, in Canada, but, uh, the time I go in, in the other side of the border, that's it. That's something, you know, the reason I never say a word in English. Plus, uh, so, so many people try to, to talk to me, but I, I don't understand. I may, I have a very good idea, you know, United States and the state. You know, I, make a, I make, I make that. Okay.
1: How long did it take you to pick up on English because you speak pretty well now,
2: yeah, but I tried to I tried to practice with somebody, you know, but I don't have the wife you know if I have a wife if she's talking at least that helps me <laughs> that's, <laughs> <good>. <laughs>
1: that's a joke, but that's that's really well let's let's go back before you you came to the United states um you as I understand it, I just read your your book. You have a new uh, story out written by uh, Dave Perizot, Uh that you won the very first race that you ever drove. Is that correct? Yes. What do you yes, remember Michelin
2: about that day? Caraman, you know, I I, I won the opening date. They call that. Plus, uh, twenty-two years after, I I won the the finish the finish one. I well, was yes. very, very happy about that.
1: Yes, and that's that's Catamount Stadium in Vermont, but I'm talking about in in yes, Quebec yes. when you were when you were sixteen years old in nineteen fifty one. Uh yeah. What do you remember about that, that first that. race?
2: Yeah. At that time, you know, I, I I'm a mechanic man all all my life, you know. But at that time I follow uh a guy in the name of Gilles Duty. He oh. raised, you know, that's uh at that time, you know, that's so many years. They don't have the race every week, you know, that's just, uh, uh, two, three weeks after, you know. But I, I, I follow him all the time, you know, and I try to help them for change hour and everything. And I was at Shawadi Ganfow, you know, the side of, uh, Three Rivers. And, uh, somebody, do you know that, on the small class, somebody come see, uh, Mr. Gilles Dutier, he said, You don't know a driver, he he can uh, drive my car. He'll turn on on my side, you know. Yes, 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 I tried that. (laughs) He gave me this uh, helmet. At that time, that was the helmet of the army, you know, and the steel one. And I I go, and and that's a small class. And I I drive this car, and I finish one. That was the first time I drive a race car. But the guy, he wants, I go there, as soon as they have the race at that time, but uh, but you know what? At that time, you know that uh, you don't have the race every week. That possible that, uh, especially there's a dirt track. especially they have uh, two three times a year. You know, the guy you want to drive for him, but I can. You know that the reason I follow Gilles D.E. all the time.
0: And were you in love with it right from that first time behind the wheel?
2: Yes, that was the first time during the week. I drive myself for my own car, you know, but uh, not the race car. Oh, yes, for sure, you know. If you don't like the, the racing, you know, you don't go there. That's very important.
1: How much How much fun was it to win that first race?
2: <laughs> I was so happy, you know. I am about 16 years old, 17 years old. I don't remember. That that's, that's a long time ago, you know. And uh, that's the reason, you know, that after that, you know, Gilles, he tell, he tell me, Jean-Paul, now you drive for me, you know. But uh, he, he never rebuilt uh, another car. But as soon as the chance, you know, I started to, to drive my own car at uh, Drummondville and all the dirt tracks.
0: And was your family completely supportive with this hobby?
2: Not too much. I, I count something, you know. The first time I was at the, uh, I think that's Catamount, but I'm not sure. My father was in the stand, but I don't know. He go there, you know, with somebody. And he, as soon as I win the race, you know, he, he said, Hey, this is my son, this is my son, this is my son. After that, you know, he followed me for a couple of years, uh, as if I go to the race somewhere and in Quebec or whoever was something. He followed me for a couple of years. After that, he was too old. He can't come with me.
0: So
1: he he was not aware that you were racing until you won a race that he was at?
2: No, no, he don't do the race. that's you know. <laughs> uh, my mother don't like that to watch, you know. She said, John Paul, you don't race. Da, 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 da. But I don't tell her, you know, I don't tell her that I race somewhere.
0: And you came from okay. a, Yeah, and you came from a really big family I saw and I know like my grandmother was one of like eighteen children and it's a completely oh, yeah. completely different way of coming up, right?
2: Yeah, I'm the thirteen myself. The last one of the family, you know.
0: So 13. did you have a lot of but, your siblings helping raise you?
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a, a one of my brother. You know, what is the, the is of the farm, but one of he wasn't the mechanic all the time. You know, and <clears throat> he come he come with me at the race. He helped me in my race car, and, but not too much arrest, rest. You know, I'm the <clears throat> I'm the thirteen. You know, that's my family.
1: How old was your oldest uh, brother or sister? How how many years between? Oh, you?
2: you know the last one. That's, uh, we have two years difference. I'm the thirteenth in the family, you know. And my my sister uh, during the winter, you know, she's go in the south, and I drive the her own car, you know, all the time. I made that for five or six or seven years. She don't want too much. It's uh, her husband drive, you know. And, and I go with them, and I pass one week. With, with her, you know, that I was very happy. And I come back by plane and, and after uh, the, the, the end of the season, I go back, you know, I take all the time I take my, my train at Plattsburgh.
1: To Plattsburgh? Yeah.
2: At uh Milton, I think, not Milton, but Burlington, I think one or two times I take the, the flight there. But uh, it's more easy for me to go to uh, Plattsburgh.
1: So you had a lot of racing success as a very young man. Um, yeah. And in 1954, I read in your book that at you were 19 years old and you won yeah. 23 races that year and three championships when you were 19 years old. That's very impressive.
2: Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very lucky. You know, very, very lucky. I don't have a very bad accident. Uh, one time at St. Jérôme, on the dirt track, that somebody pushed me, you know, and I, he cut my nose. We, we, at that time, we don't have too much security. Now, that's very important. The security in the race car, that's so important.
1: And, and you, you still have that scar on your nose. That's thats what that's from. It was very early in your career, is that
2: correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the guy the guy he pushed me on the on the, my left side and I go in the other side of the racetrack. and i I, I stop in the land you know and that my we don't have the 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 bell we have the bell just on the bottom but we don't have the bell for the for the shoulder and that's the reason my I go straight on on the on the steering wheel and another thing at that time the steering wheel was not padded on the center. Mm-hmm. That, that was not too much security, I tell you. The right side is open and in the floor and the right side up. Uh, not too much security. I'm very lucky to still in life with all the race I make.
1: Did did a crash like that scare you?
2: Yeah, that's a the, 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 the very bigger crash I've ever I've never had after. But all the time I, I build my race car. <clears throat> but we, we put that very security with the steering wheel pad and everything. The time we go to with NASCAR, they help us. We, you know, in the province of Quebec, we, we race on the dirt track about all the time before Saturday opened. And on the dirt track, the security is not too much. Now, like the big track, like Robinville and then, and this place, you know, that's security, but not at that time we take the chance themselves.
0: How important was your mechanical background for your early success?
2: You know, I'm a, I'm a, the, the thing, I'm very lucky to have a good mechanic man with Patrick the, the, the some years later, you know. That this guy is in charge of water Sports now at that time. As soon as I stop everything myself, I make a for about, uh, 12, 12 years with him, you know, and with his brother and everything. Now he's in charge and, and, and take That's a very, very smart guy. See, you know, this, this morning I received the parts from him to buy the used parts from, from him that everywhere. But in Province of Quebec, we have not too much lucky, you know. We don't have the, the machine, the, the, the shop, you know, they sold from a uh, race car or you know, something. Everything comes from the United States.
1: Well, uh, Patrick Osowski was a big part of your career um, with NASCAR oh, yeah. North and the American-Canadian tour. But uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. early early in your career, uh, before that, you, you did a lot of the work yourself. Is that correct?
2: Yes. Yes, I make everything myself. I wasn't the mechanic for all my life.
1: And you, you worked you know, on farms, and I'm sure that that helped you a lot.
2: No, I never, I never worked at the farm. You, know, you, you I, I'm very lucky, you know, I, I worked at the, the big dealer of a GM, and I, I'm very, and at that time I was very, very, you with General Motor, too, you know. They send me, you know, they, they asked me for going the door. I, I talked one, one winter at Amos LBTV. You know, for for prepare a, a, a dealer a Chevrolet dealer, help them. You know, for for take a, for for somebody. You know, take the in charge of the garage, and everything. I'm very lucky with GM.
1: Well, that's something that we didn't know. That's that's uh that's a very good start to your uh, mechanical ability. Yeah. Uh, as we get towards uh, about 1960. Uh, You start to come down to the United States more often. And it's not... Fans were not always happy to see you winning races, um, starting at Airborne Park Speedway in Plattsburgh, uh, Thunder Road, and Catamount. Um, But you loved um, to be the center of attention and and to be the show.
2: Yes, you know, if you start... if you start and race and you start to win, you know, that's a, that's a very good, uh, that's help. So many people won't follow me, you know, they help me on, on my race car, but they follow me at before with Patrick Ozowski. That's, that's good, help, good help for me. And at that time, I never say a word on this, you know, somebody tried to, to talk to me that, especially the time that the years I, 1962, I think, I went at Daytona Beach, and Ken Squire, he, he asked, he asked me to go see, go see Emil for my day, the interview, but I never said a word on English at that time. That's the reason I tried to, to, to work very, high, very hard, high. but, you know, the problem now, I don't have the chance to talk on English, uh, during the week. Everything is in French. at the time I was in the United States, I, I, I try very, very hard, you know, for talking English. Ken Squire, he asked me, that's a good friend to me. Very good friend to me. And sometime, you know, then I race at the United States. He said, I, can't, I sleep at the, uh, on his own, usually a couple of times. He said, don't follow me. There. The first time, you know, he said, after the race, follow me. I follow him, you know, he go straight at his house. And I, I said, that, that's, a, that's a very good
1: gentleman. So he he looked out for you. He helped you a lot.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Especially at Daytona, you know. But I have somebody they, with me. They talk and the lift with not me. But they talk with somebody, you know, my, my mechanic and everything. And then lift, you know, that, uh, that's hell.
0: Uh, was your win in 61 at Airborne, was that? Your first win in the United States?
2: yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. That was something, you know. On the on the Canadian, I was but just by myself across the border. You know, the, after that, you know so many Canadians, especially that Canada, They followed me you know, and they raised Andre Mande, I raised there. Mr. Godar raised there, there. They follow me after I I I worked not, not work, but I, I went at Caraman. That's uh, the, the Canadian that me after. That's a good idea.
1: Did the fans like you or did the fans hate you?
2: The fans, um, no, they, they like me. For sure. I knew the friend after another driver, like, uh, I don't know, Kevin LePage was a very good friend to me, you know. And we helped uh, Kevin LePage, you know, especially. Patrick Ozofsky, he built a risk for him, you know, for for Kevin LePage, just saying he raised at cadabra. He did, and he, Kevin never never said a word in English and the French. But her father, his father, he talked very, very well in, in French. And sometimes I talked to to, to, to I talked to him.
1: So uh, the, that's very the very interesting. Say, you know, I, I, I did not know that, that Patrick Kosowski so many... built a car for Kevin oh, Page. Yeah. That's very interesting.
2: Very. Oh, yeah. He built a race car for him. And he helped him so many, so many, so many times. You know, Patrick Kosowski, you know, that's a special guy to do. That he helped so many people, so many people, and so many guys, so many persons, they call him, and and she and Rick were or at her at his own and uh, they say yeah to everybody. That's the reason, you know, if I need some parts use one, you know, I, I call him. and I'm today or tomorrow the parts for yeah, the car I have ten cars now. Ten scar uh, cars for, for my school. He, so he
1: built all, all the cars? The-
2: yes, 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 yes. That's hmm. all nice that car cars. We buy we buy uh, what kind? I buy two or three and uh, and uh, and the verb. that's the guy he he raised, Patrick, not Patrick, that does the guy you know. he raised in the United States, the owner. And uh, at that time that's uh that uh, what's his name is. Well, oh yeah, I'm partnering with them at the school. Let's <laughs> go.
0: So how do you go from Racing at Airborne, you're just coming over to ending up at Daytona.
2: Yeah, you know, if you are in the racing, in the racing you want go high, 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 high all the time. And uh, I know I know Ken Square is there for a speaker. And uh, so that, that another guy, that's Andre Mani, he raced with me uh, two, three times at Caravan. But uh, this guy, he worked uh, on the United States, he went. At uh, do himself, you know, but that's uh, helped me and uh, I I buy a car. Uh, 90 miles on other side of uh, Daytona. I don't remember the name, but uh, we buy the, the guy, the car there. And, uh, we, we need to open the water. And Andre Mami asked me, that's a completely different class. This guy, you know, we send that to the header, the head uh, the slender hat that, uh, uh you know at jacksonville and after that we we put that at the head of the water and i went the race i was so happy so happy
1: what what did the speed feel like when you're used to racing short tracks uh dirt and asphalt tracks and then you go to daytona where you're racing 150 miles per hour what did that feel like to you as a driver
2: I, I was not afraid, you know, but I can be afraid you know for that. But as was so 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 fast that a couple time, times you know I go there for practice and uh, you know the time you go to the high speed, that's something. You need look in the front I tell you. If the guy you do know, it past you at the right side on the left right side, wow. That's that, that, that's the experience you can buy. You know, I was so happy to to, have the Daytona. uh, I remember it for the rest of my life.
1: (laughs) And for those that don't know, uh, John Paul raced at Daytona in 1962. uh, As a NASCAR champion, you had the uh, guaranteed starting position in the sportsman and modified race. And uh, it was your first race there, and you went to Victory Lane you were, you were the um,
2: winner. you remember that for the rest of your know, life I tell you that's something for the can <laughs> kind of, especially the, for the Canadian guy you know we have nothing you know the time will be at they don't know, but so many people you know the Canadian people who see the the, the race at the total as soon as they you know i be there, they come to talk to me and help me and everything, especially the guy I tell you before Andre Mane. He has a company there, you know, and that's the guy. This guy, he talks, and different friends, they helped me a lot. He come race at, at uh, Catamount a couple times, but um, he don't do it every time.
0: How big was the support you got from your Canadians throughout your career? I know there was a story where you made the $100 bet with Ken Squire at Catamount. That more than 50% of the fans were from Quebec. And you won that bet. Yeah.
2: I make a deal one time, you know, with Ken. I said, I make a, you know, a bet of I don't gentleman, possible $25, but a possible $50. But we have more Canadians than Americans just And one night, we have somebody, the young people, they try to uh, account, you know, how many Canadians, how many. But that's hard to that's hard to know, you know. If somebody, has the grit, you know, the the, 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 the stem, you can Don't see every time every time that the Canadian, that the American. But I I tell them that time Kim Squire, square, hey, we have more Canadians than Americans. But no, 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 no. That's, oh yes, 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 just for the joke, you know. But uh, I we have a lot, of lot of Canadian follow follow us at uh, the Last word too, you know, but, uh, Catamount.
1: Do you remember winning that first race at Catamount in 1965?
2: Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. You know, they, they come and, uh, you know, close to my car, they, they try to talk to me, you know, but I can't say a word, you know. But at that time, I have somebody, you know, they, they talk and different French, they help me. But uh, I said, what reason I don't say a word? At but I try the years after, you know, I try I try for I don't talk good, you know, but I tell you that somebody if I, I if somebody did all that then everything then I say. But I try.
0: We talked to Brian Hoare a couple of weeks ago and he had mentioned how maybe his favorite part of racing was going to a new track and trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah. How much fun oh, yeah. did you have in that? Going to different places and trying to figure it out.
2: But if you are in the racing business, you know that's what you want. You know, if you have the chance, you don't. Know, uh, if you have the chance to race two, three, two, three nights a week, that's what I make at the end of the of, the, of my career. I I race at Carabao. It's just a closer. on the Thursday night and Friday night. I race somewhere. I started it as well as at Caramount. That's what you, you try to make, you know, to, to, yeah. to race a, a more at, at United States and Canada.
1: Was racing your, your job? Is that how you made money or, or did you have a full time job as well?
2: You know, the time I was at the racing, I'd never take a, a penny for drive. We have, we have partnership with, uh, with, Four another guy. We have five on of, of the team, and uh, I never take a penny for drive. All the money we make, we put that on the, on the account, and uh, somebody don't. They are in uh, of that. If we if we buy some parts anywhere, he pays. But I never pay. I never take a penny for me, for myself. That's the reason I go very high on that. That we have the money on the time, you know. But if it. Isn't. And then, and then, and then, just you say the racing is the nerve of money. If you don't mm-hmm. have money for a no good racing, you can make nothing. You got that right.
1: Absolutely. Um, So that's, you mentioned racing three, four, five nights a week Um, yeah. at, uh, you know, uh, Catamount, Thunder Road, San Air. Plattsburgh, Devils Bowl, um, or wherever else you were at, how hard was that to to do that for so many years?
2: I have a, a person, you know, the, the, her, his father was over there with, with us, you know, with the five guys, and that's the guy. He fought, he goes the race, the race with us on a side, and he go pick up the money. I never touched the money on that, you know. That's the reason I was, I got so high on the racing without, without, without missing money. But if I, if I charge, you know, uh, 35, 30, 25% for driving, that money don't stay on the racing team. That's the reason I calculate myself and that's the reason I, I made a good, good life at that. I received okay. a gift, you know, from some promoter. That's normal. But I never asked nothing.
1: How difficult was it to keep the race car going when you're racing yes. four or five nights in a week? Was that was that very hard to do?
2: That's hard for sure, you know. But we have a chance, you know. That time, if you are in the United States, all my life, the parts about what seventy five percent of the parts come from the United States. They are built there and everything, but in Quebec, that's very, very hard. You need ask somebody for uh, <clears throat> for buy the parts. Now, from the, about last uh, what seven, six, seven years, Ontario they, they make a lot, a lot of race cars. That that's very really better now, but at my time, that was hard.
1: So it was easier for you to race in the United States. Than it was to race in Canada because the parts were available here. That's that's right. That's right. And is that why you, you race?
2: You suppose they clear at the border, but we are lucky. We don't bite uh, We don't. We don't. We don't see too much. We, you can't talk too much at the border. The guy, <laughs> you know, I, the guy at the border, he knew that I. At that time, that I comes from the United States, but what 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 he can say? We use the tire in the United States. The time that you go to the border, the tire are used, you know. That's right to, to the, bo- the guy at the border. He said, hey, you buy that. Yes, you buy that, but he's used now. What, yeah, what I can do. But now, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, from Ontario and all the places you know, that very easy to buy the bike. More easy now than the time I was at the racing business.
1: In the book it there's a story um that you were, I believe in Stafford, Connecticut. And yeah. uh, there was a, an engine failure and you had to sneak some parts through the border um, and there was a, a a baby involved as I understand. Is that can you tell that story?
2: Yeah, we we were there, you know. I qualify at the, the afternoon I practice. And I, I, uh, I practiced and I finished first faster car. But after that we do, you practice another time for, 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 um, I would say that, you know, for go faster and faster and faster. And we broke the engine. We called Montreal. At that time I have a guy, he made my motor. The, The name is Leclerc. And with the, with the owner of the race car, with the, and all the mechanics they cross the border during the night about they come at, uh, they, they they come with us about two or three o'clock in the morning you know but my, Patrick Kozowski was with me said we'll you go to sleep and we take care of that they rebuild the border during the night at the morning too and I win the race. That's that's hard to imagine.
1: But you had to you had to get the parts through the border in a baby carriage, is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you're not know, at three o'clock in the morning, you know that's not thing. Is that the time to everybody across the border that's that's not the thing. Right. You know the guy at the border, they do we buy the parts. But they do too. We use the parts in the United States. What you want the, they tell us That's fight.
0: What do you remember about your first trip to Thunder Road and maybe mainly especially that first Milk Bowl win in 73?
2: That's very, that's very hard. I don't remember it. the first time I go to, the, to uh, I a race in the United States. If I bring somebody with me, they talk and they live. I don't remember that. But, um, you know, on the your side at that time, that so many, so many American guys, they talk very, very good at French. The reason they come, they board in, in Canada and they cross the border after and they made the, her life at the United States. Especially Mrs. LePage, her wife talked very, very good. She did come from Canada so many, so many years before. But so many people, you know, in the United States, not not at that time, but if if we touch a time of racing, so many American people, they talk in French. That's more easy for me. (laughs) I tell you.
1: Uh, What do you you remember about Thunder Road and and winning there?
2: Well, Thunder Road, that's what so many things for me, you know. The, The reason... All the people there is there, they never say a word in, in French. And Calabount, that so many mechanic guy or, or, people come see us, they talk in French. But especially at the, at the, on the road, about nobody talk, talk in French. But I, I, I try to make my best and I win. That's all. I have just an ideal in my life that's win, win, win.
1: How, how did you like the racetrack at Thunder Road?
2: I like the track. I like if you go somewhere. If you don't like the track, I tell you that's right. But you need you need that take care of, You need to love the track. That's important. And no, no, too you know that if you you chosen if you are chosen for the track, that's important. You know the trick of the track where to start that's that's that, that, the, the real one.
1: Did you have a did you have a special secret about how to get around Thunder Road that that made it work? Because you you did win a lot of races there.
2: Yes. At Thunder Road you don't know, if you try to go inside all the time, impossible to win. Impossible to win. You need go outside 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 outside. That's how. But you know, on the road, the wall, especially the front of the stem, wow, is very high. That's if you, you turn fast, the fast, the, the, you know, the tire touches the wall all the time, all the time, you know. But the wall was, you know, that's a, But if you don't like, I know I don't like the wall, but you need, you do you need like him. <laughs> but that's the secret. You need to go run outside. So many drivers, you never go outside and they never win. If you don't if you stay inside, the impossible you win the race there. That's a special track I tell you.
0: And what do you remember about that first milk bowl win?
2: That's that's about impossible, you know, milk bowl. That you know that's a that's about impossible the Canadian win there. But for myself all my mechanic and everybody, and my owner of the car too, they helped me so many, so many about that, you know. Japan, you go there for win. You don't go there for follow the follow the circuit. You do go there for win, and we try to win. That's that's the secret.
0: Let me just to kind of jump ahead for a second, because you mentioned uh, not many Canadians win there. When you see a guy like Patrick LePereau. Kind of follow in the tracks you made and have huge success at the Milk Bowl and at Thunder Road. Do you get a big smile from that or some pride from that?
2: Oh yeah, you know, the, the uh, Patrick Lappel that time he he come, her, her father not not father but your is uh, your uncle uh, Roger That's possible. Oh yeah, what's his name? I don't remember. But his uncle was at the racing and he followed his uncle. But I'm very, very good friend. I was with him last week, you know. I stopped at his home the time I go to Saint Denis on Richelieu. that I stay with good, good friends to uh, the the gang of
1: So it must make you happy to see him win. Yeah. Especially yes. especially a big if race I like the
2: network. If I go there if Patrick wins, I'm more I'm, I'm, about the same day, I win myself.
1: So um, you're a, you you were a farmer um, for many years, but uh, yes. had you ever had you ever kissed a cow until you won the milk ball?
2: <laughs> yeah, but very very fast, I tell you, <laughs> very very fast. <laughs> I don't like that too much. I with mean, a cow, you know what? There is in the time of the farm. I make eight hundred uh, uh, beef beef uh, for the year, you know. That was a very big problem, I five yeah. at that time. You know, I made that. The, the reason I I, I was sure by by some say that, but the, so many things uh, change. It don't you don't stay there. And I sold everything. That's all.
1: So, um, we go through the the nineteen seventies. And the 1980s, and you've won a lot of races. Um, you race against Bobby Dragon, Beaver Dragon, Robbie Crouch, um, Stub Fadden, and you are you're all very big stars. Um, what was it like racing with those drivers every week at every track?
2: That's you know that that time everybody everybody don't take care of me. You know, but I was a good friend. With everybody, every driver. Uh, I don't remember too much of some argument with somebody. I don't remember that. Uh, I try to help them sometimes. If they come to, to, go, Paris, Quebec, like Sanair, I try to help this guy. And Kevin Lepage, we, uh, I help a, a lot, a lot, this guy. But you need, you need be, a race is race. After the race, that's another thing. That's all. Sometimes I take a beer with, with uh, all the drivers. That, that was my life. And, but the time you are on the back of the steering, that's completely, you work for yourself. You don't work for nobody. That's, that was my secret, I
1: think. So you, you guys all sort of kept to yourselves rather than share secrets about the race cars?
2: Oh, yes, oh, yes, I sure, for sure. But, you know... I, I was so many years I was just by myself and the United States, kind of out and uh, on the road. <clears throat> the guy like Lapelle La was young at that time. He come with, with his father and uh, that John Paul win the race. He was, so happy. he was happy for me. That's the same now, you know. Lapelle race, if he has the chance to win, I go see him and I'm, I'm so happy for him. That's That's the life.
0: Tell me about closing out Catamount, the final race at the track, the American-Canadian Tour, New England 300, one of the biggest wins you had, and, you know, for all intensive purposes, shutting down that track in victory lane.
2: You know, that's special Catamount. I'm the lucky man I win the opening game. And I, and I win the finished uh, race, uh, finished uh, race too. That's something. And on, on, on myself, when the opening, when the closing date, I was so happy about that, you know. Especially I was in the United States, not in Canada. In Canada, that like a, uh, uh Saturday, you know, my school, uh, Saturday, I'm on the big track. And, uh, that's, I never win a race on, on the big track. I I, t- I tell to somebody they come to me you know for the for the format the schools. Now I went to the, every day. You know I'm by myself. <laughs> that's that's the joke I tell everybody.
1: Um,
2: but you know, if you win the United States, that's completely different. That's a very big, a good race to win. Uh,
1: it seemed like uh, that that video for the New England 300 has been posted recently, and I just watched it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like absolutely everybody was happy that you won that race.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure, you know, the reason, I never be, uh, I always say that, I, myself, I'm friends with everybody. All the driver I'm friends. They don't like, I win. You know, the American they don't, I do that. The Américains don't like that I win the race. But if I win they are happy too you know and how, when a guy try to help
1: me how important was it for you before that final race at catamount uh, to have the goal of winning
2: that was so important but in my head I never imagined then I win the finish at the, the, the last race you 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 go to the race for win but you you're not sure then you win at that time. All the people, all the Canadian was there. They come to me, you know, after they said, "Jabo, take a drink with me. Take a drink with me, you know, after the race. I never take the, the drink before a race for myself. But so many Canadians and so many Americans will be happy that I went the trail to it. So I'm friends with everybody, you know.
1: Um, let's go ahead a couple more years. In 1992... Um, you go to St. Croix and you get win number 500. What was that day like for you?
2: If you are the racing business and I race two, three times a week, sometimes, some years that I, 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 race five times a week, but you need the unique alcohol. you know, how many races you win in your life. And I win my like 500th race at uh, St. Croix. Yeah, boy everybody was happy we have so many Canadians at that time we have the guy from Ontario we have the guy from uh, uh, about everywhere you know then I win my 500 race with a Ford I'm the guy all my life I was with a jet that uh, I, I was at the photo with Ford at that time and uh, we are, I was so so happy. I went more than 500, but the time I went, the 500, you can imagine, you know, that all my crew was happy, that everybody was happy. You had been that's racing, you racing can for... That, that's the day of something.
1: You had been racing for 40 years at that point. Yes, so it must yes. have been a, re- a
2: relief. About. If you come, I tell you, if you come to Professor Quebec, if you come to Sunday, what time, you can uh, you come at my home for visit my uh, my uh, studio and the basement. All my trophy is about about all my trophies there that Sunday. Yesterday I have a cops the news they catch me about two or three days before on the fifty kilometer and they come to see me for give me my ticket and you visit my 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 basement and my home. My home is sixty feet long, you know. Then he said, "Mr. Mr. Eat, let me, Mr. Canada. I don't know that, you know. Just everything you make in your life." And he was there for about the forty-five minutes, you know. And uh, you can imagine that—that's something to see. That's all my—not all my trophies. About seventy-five percent of the trophies are in my basement. But I give. Now is uh, so many trophy and the basement now he give to somebody. But he, uh, his name is there and the back, you know, and then the time I quit, I die, die or something, they take back the trophy for, for himself. That's something to see.
1: What's your favorite if one? If you have
2: the chance to come and come Quebec next year, come to my school first and after we visit the basement.
1: I, that sounds good to me. <laughs> that
2: yeah, sounds very yeah, good oh to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. And at there, if you come, myself, I'm, I give the tour to somebody. There's so many people, you know, they want to want come sit on my right side, and I give at the high speed, you know, at, on the on the trio road. That's a big track at there, <laughs> And I give you the right, four or five laps. I think all right. I, yeah, I don't lie to somebody. I don't do for them you know, for I don't know do the word for, to say that. No, for somebody don't like that. No, I I, I don't know do the word for that. But I don't try to to, to to. I try to to the people will be happy for make the life with me. That's something I tell you.
0: And when you won that five hundred, you were fifty-seven years old at the time. Uh, and at yeah. that point, were you even in any way thinking, Oh, I'm getting older. I'm going to start winding down. Or were you still having the time of your life?
2: No, i never, I don't do your work for that, but I never say, say I'm sure so you're so old enough for drive. I never say that. Never, never, never. Now, I'm I stopped to racing. I'm at the A&E. And I feel, really, I feel very good, you know. That's the reason, you know, I like the life.
0: When you watch a Claude Leclerc or even a Joey LeCare who just signed up for the entire ACT tour this year at 77 years old, does that make you smile that there's still those lifers that don't want to get out of the driver's seat if they don't have to?
2: No, if, if they are happy to make that, they follow. The, the age is not very important. The age that's in your head, that's out. But if you like, you know, what you make, you never be old. Like now, you know, I'm, a, I still, uh, work on, on the risk in my garage now. I take care of myself. Somebody come here to help me, but I like that. My, that my life was a seen What What is that? I changed it up.
1: You're right about that too. <laughs> Very much. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Jean Paul, we want to ask you a little bit about Tom Curley and your relationship with him. Um What What was that like,
2: Mister Curley? I say Mister Curley. That's a good man. That's a good man. I tell you. The time I went at Daytona. If he asked somebody, then I go see him, you know, upstairs. He asked me some questions, but I can't say uh, a word in English at that time, you know. And I don't talk very better now, but I talk that out. But at that time, he asked me some questions, you know, for the TV. Whoa, boy, boy, boy. I, I I'm not enough. If I, I take somebody at my crew, he talked very good English. What reason? I don't tell him to come with me for see Mr. Curley. I don't know what the reason I, I don't pay that. That, that would be so, uh, so easy for me at that time. But I'm very, very good friend to Mr. Curley. I have a good, good respect for all
1: the life he made. Is there a moment that stands out to you while you were racing with Tom that maybe you did not get along with him very well?
2: Never have done been- I've never a problem with this guy. But this guy is the line is straight. The line they don't curve somewhere. You have just one line that's straight. But yeah, Mr Curly he helps a lot, a lot, you know, that the driver and he he has a lot, you know, the racing thing, the racing and and uh, and the Verma. The plus plus too, you know. That's the guy he he, he helped everything
1: was there a, a driver that you did not get along with
2: no 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 i'm friend. i try to be friend with everybody that. If somebody don't like like you you know you can make nothing for that you don't talk to their people that's all
0: is there a driver from a competitive side that you wanted to be every time you saw them a little more than everybody else just from a competitive side
2: I don't remember no 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 you know that's a racing is racing after the race that's another thing. that's all. but I never nobody gave me that chance and I I don't remember if I if I don't give if I don't give the chance to somebody you know help
1: me I help you but you wanted to beat them all
0: yes. Yeah. Yes, I think. Do you remember your last win in a ProCam truck at Sunair in 2000?
2: <laughs> that's something. That's something. You know, Jacques Yappé, the owner of Sunair, that's good, good friend to me. Plus, we have the same age together. About every two days we talk. He called me, you know, they have a special program at the TV. That's the same for me. I call them, or or, or I yesterday today. So they tonight, does that, that program about the TV and uh, especially the everything. And uh, I repeat your question. I lost
1: your your final win in the trucks.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, just Jack. I think jean Don't come to help me. Come make a race with that the pickup truck. It was. On the small track, that third mile track, then that track I win a lot, a lot too. But I said I need, I need the track. Give me a truck and I need I, the, the, the suspension. And uh, he said, okay. He talked to the promoter at that time. I don't remember the his name. <clears throat> and he, he brings me a, a pickup truck, a Dutch, with water Dodge. And I said, I want, I want the, the pickup about two day two day two weeks after before the race. And I go to saddle I make a couple laps slowly, I, I know what is wrong with the suspension. I repair the truck, you know, for for the guy. And uh, and I go after that I go practice, this, you know, for and that. Uh, the truck was so you know, I I make around everybody about. You know, just on that on that small track, third mile the secret, that's the suspension. The motor, that's not very important. The secret, that's the suspension. If you turn around, you know, like easy, easy, you win everything. And at that time, I won the reason. But I think that was so, so easy for me. But Jacques Gapin will be happy, and everybody will be happy, and he makes the, some advertising. I think at that time, that day, they, that they, uh, they, they have a lot of people in this stuff, and everybody will be happy. And that's the picture of my, my basement with the pickup truck. And, and everybody comes see, see my basement. He said, Hey, you drive a pickup truck? I said, Yes, I drive the pickup truck. But I win the race so easy. Jacques will be happy. I'm happy. That's perfect.
0: It sounds like you have just a great outlook about the sport and everything you've done, do you still get a lot of joy from being at the track? I know we've seen you, Justin and I, a few times at like the Parade of Champions on Milk Bowl weekend, and you look like you couldn't be more happy to be there, and it's not a chore for you to go to the racetrack.
2: I like to go. I don't have the time... I like that time, you know. I mean, I, every time, you know, I can go, but, uh, I like that. Especially at the open days. If the border will be open, I will be there. At Catalan, not at Catalan, not at, uh, at Perry, I will be there for sure. But I just wait for the open days of the open days at the border. And I will be very happy to be there. I tell you.
1: How does it make you feel Jean-Paul when younger fans who may not have seen you race uh still have questions for you or they still recognize you or, or want to speak with you um even if even if they never saw you race That's
2: that's easy for me. I don't talk very well. I should like I should like talk very well. But I never had the chance to march on the province of Quebec for trying to talk in English, That's that's my problem. I like the people, and if the people like me, that's perfect. We talk together, and I try to make my best all the time.
1: You know, that reminds me of, there's a famous quote that um, I always heard growing up. Some people like Jean-Paul, some people don't like Jean-Paul, but everybody knows Jean-Paul. Where did that where did that confidence come from to say that?
2: You know, if if you talk to everybody, you try to talk to everybody. That's easy. That's easy. But you know, the people they like you, but they don't like. Then you you win the race and you beat your is his friend American. That's normal. That's the life. But uh, you know that uh, the open date. You know that this year the open date. If uh, I I can. If it's possible like cross the border I would be there and I go see the pearl go see uh, so many so many guys in the United States now that's the son you know the old man I talked to was uh, the old man too
0: outside of Patrick the Pearl, were there any drivers you know around his age or younger that you enjoyed watching that really entertained you
2: well at this time you know that's, a, that's about LaPro. Patrick, you know, but his brother, that's, that, that's a special mechanic, man. I tell you, he built a race car himself. I was, I was there one week, uh, one, one week, one week and a half ago. The reason I buy, I change my, my, my pickup for, for a, for a, a, a car. And, uh, I was there. I stayed there for a long time at Saint Denis on the Richelieu. I have a house, you not know, at that time on the side of the river. And, um, but I, I know so many people on the, uh, at Saint Denis and Lappel uh, live there. All the Lappel live there. And I go take, I go there and I visit. He, he, he want, you know, I, I check his new car for next season with Patrick Lapel, And, uh, we check that. We talk about that the, the, the trick they have, you know. That's a good mechanic. His brother. That's a good mechanic, you? Mechanic lot is very good friend with the. Uh, um, I don't remember the guy from Ontario. That's a good. He don't race now, but he was a good builder. A race uh, car, Junior Hanley. Junior, Hanley. Junior Hanley. They have all the tricks for make a race car very fast. All the tricks.
1: Speaking of making race cars very fast, um, you had a couple of. Very famous drivers race your cars that they asked to drive those cars because they're very fast, and I'm talking about uh, Richard Petty being one of them and uh, Gilles Villeneuve being another. Um, yeah. What was it like for you to have uh, Richard Petty drive your car? I, that's
2: something that's a that's a Ken Squire maybe maybe I don't remember, and uh, you can have. You know my mechanic man at that time is died now. It was a good, good friend to. uh, uh well, I don't have his name now. The guy he drives my car, I don't tell you. Richard Petty. Huh. Richard Petty. I, if you have the chance to to prepare a car for Richard Petty, hey, that's something in your life. And we prepared the car, and I sent uh, my mechanic man. At in uh, Ontario with Richard Petty for about two or three days before, but the reason I, I wasn't the racing myself and after I finished racing Saturday night, you know somebody drive my private car and I, I sleep myself and uh, we go there and I was there for uh, for the race the Saturday afternoon. He qualified second with my car, you know. Mm. I'm very lucky but he go on the, the first curve so fast, he passed over, you know, and he touched the wall, not the wall, he touched the, the fence there. And he said, oh boy, I don't want to scrap your, your car jump off. If the guy I uh, a with him, you know, that, uh, the Flo then the guy, he smoked the cigar. And, uh, the, at that time, you know, that he had a good chance, but, uh, he had a lot, a lot of cigar on, on, on the road. <laughs> That's, it. He, everybody was happy, that's all. He made just one laugh, but he made the laugh. He interpreted that good, good man.
1: Did he speak any French?
2: No, no, but uh, after that, you know, he said, he said a couple, a couple words, you know, that sounds. I don't remember the word now, but uh, during the week, he, he tried to talk with Claude Fadro, but Claude Fadro never said a, a word in English too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that possible. That somebody around uh, on Ontario, they talk talk French too. They help everybody. That's possible. I don't know. All
0: right. We got just a couple real quick questions for you. Then we're going to let you go. And once again, thank you for giving us this time. Uh, Our quick hitter questions. The first one, what car have you previously owned that you wish you still had today? being a car guy?
2: All all my life, I worked with GM, General Motors. All my life. All my life. Well, uh, I like the Cadillac. I like it. I have one who like, I sold uh, the old one, uh, I sold about three weeks ago. That was by, at that time, I have a pickup a, a, a truck and another a, a, uh, uh, Cadillac too. And I sold to the guy from uh, Princeville. Does a the country and the province of Quebec. And the guy, he buy my car, just the thing, you know, it, for, for pay me, he said, you need sign um the dash. That's <laughs> John Canada, And he was happy. He gave me $500 more for my car. But now, I like, I like the, I like the now that's what I have now. That's a SLT or something, I don't remember. That's a big one, but, I like that, you know, that all my life I worked with the GM and GM sent me, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they asked me for uh, go work for one, one third and the I B T B in the north of of Quebec. That was very, very cold and that uh, I have, They sent me at that time I worked, you know, during my life, I work all the time for GM and the GM at that time, you know, they sent me a, uh, if you have a problem with, with a, a private car, you send to me, you know, at the garage. Sometime I, I, I give, I, not I give, but I keep the car for one week, two weeks. It depends. that special trick. That's I to find, but I find. that there is reason nice stay. I, li- I like, I, I like the Ford too. But, uh, I kind of like better Cadillac. The suspension and that, you know, that's so smooth. You go in the highway, you know, nicer like about it, like you bet about
1: that i'm enjoying thinking about you driving a cadillac around town i i think that looks very cool in my head um yeah that's a, i don't
2: know so many years ago then i have a, a cadillac
0: if someone asked you for the secret to winning what do you think your answer would be
2: are a lot of love a secret on that you know
0: <laughs> the first
2: thing That's the suspension. Motor, that's very important, but you need to go fast. But if you don't have the good suspension, you don't have the good race car. First thing. Motor, you follow. You follow the circuit, You follow the all-in-other car, you know. But uh, secret, suspension. Suspension. That's the reason lapel. Lapel, they have the very, very good suspension. I, I tell you before. I visit last week, you know, I passed, what, well, two, three, four hours with the, uh, with the, uh, the brother of Patrick. And he does his brother, he worked on the suspension. And I, I, see what, I check what he makes that completely different at my time. that Now it's modern, 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 modern suspension. But suspension, especially at the track at the, at Barry. If you don't have a good suspension there, I tell you, you never you never finish on the front. And Especially that track, you know, that's a very long track. You don't need too much motor. What you need, suspension. 75% suspension, 25% motor. That's my idea. I agree.
0: And finally, if you have a long road trip to a racetrack, who do you want Riding beside you in the car
2: but so many times I drive myself, you know, but the last five the the last uh, about ten years I was Patrick Kozoski and Patrick drives so many so many times he drives the car and I sit on the right side and we talk about this suspension <laughs> about, about suspension. <laughs> that's the reason he's in charge of uh, and big sports. It's not for nothing. This guy is so smart. You can, you can imagine every time, everything he knows, he knows, yeah, about suspension. And his brother, his brother is in charge of the motor. But really? that's a life. 75% huh. suspension, 25 foot. Depends. If you have big, big track, like Daytona, or like Sanez, uh, uh, that's a big track. Now you need motor too, you know, but uh, Suspension is very important.
1: Well, Jean-Paul, uh, we very, very much appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk with us, and uh, it was a pleasure to to ask you some questions and and uh, to know about your racing history. And it was a pleasure to watch you drive uh, from the grandstands as well. And um, congratulations on a on a great life in racing and um, the book I enjoy very much. And uh, we hope that you have a a great year uh, at the racing school at Air, and, and thank you for joining us
2: oh yes yeah. you, you need to see that the school at Sanair but uh, I see I see you you're know, not at uh, uh, at Thunder Road and your book does it sign do, do I sign my name on the cover
1: oh I'll, I'll gladly meet you for, for an autograph on the cover of the book absolutely
2: yes yeah, yes yeah, yes yeah. and I find that at the time I see you all right. Sounds like a deal. Thank you very much, Mike.
0: Thanks again to Jean-Paul Cabana for joining us on Uncommon Deeds this week. A huge honor for Justin and I to get that opportunity to talk to him. And hopefully we are going to be able to talk with a lot more legends And as we continue on down our podcast journey.
1: We're going up there to see him. It's going to happen. Why not? Gotta
0: it's not too bad to
1: dry. Oh it's two hours. Two hours to center. there. It's easy. Okay.
0: So that's on the uh horizon for us. Mm-hmm. That might be like the first video on the uh uncommon media YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Hot laps with Jean Paul Cabana. Get some <laughs> GoPros hooked up. Watch a scream like little. The,
1: yeah, I was thinking of the the Daryl Waltrip scream video. Yeah.
0: Make sure to please like, subscribe, share with your friends, five star reviews, all that good stuff. Follow us on all the socials. Uncommon Deeds on Facebook and Twitter. Uncommon Deeds podcast on the Instagram.
1: Yeah, like it, share it, subscribe, follow, love it. Comment, like we said at the top of the show here, comment because that's that gets us involved in talking back and forth with you guys and other people, you know, your friends are going to see that you've commented in the posts and
0: and I think this um, week we finally got we got our first kind of critique. Yeah. And it was very very polite and very well well yep. done and we appreciate it whether yeah, we, we agree do. with it or not like we want to hear those things. So thank you for that. Make sure tune in to our Facebook Mondays at five o'clock to see Mm -hmm. the guest for the week. And this week's, I think you're going to really enjoy this coming weeks. Yeah. So
1: should be very cool. Another big one.
0: So make sure to tune in on Monday to see who that is. You, my friends have been listening to the uncommon deeds podcast.